I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck. He's Clay. We have much to discuss with you today. As always, thanks for rolling with us. The announcement comes in a matter of hours. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida will be officially entering this race, uh, joining Elon Musk on a Twitter spaces, which I think I know what that is. I certainly know what Twitter is. Um, but how does this look? How has the Trump campaign responded? As you can imagine, not a uh, particularly warm welcome <laughs> from the Trump team at the prospect here. Of a Elon, I mean, of a uh, Elon launch for Ron DeSantis, uh, which is imminent. We'll talk more about that. Uh, still hearing some stuff about how a debt ceiling, oh, it's so scary. The debt ceiling, we may break through without, um, we might update you on some of that later on in the program. It, it seems like there will be a deal. The brinksmanship has gotten stale. So some of the people who like to push it are still hoping that you will be. Um, particularly uh, aggravated at the prospect of some kind of major financial crisis coming along because of this. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. But the budget deal debt ceiling thing, we've got some more for you on that. Um, and also, uh, Target is feeling the heat right now. And I think, Clay, that's a good place for us to start uh, because we've, We've seen for the first time, really, that I can remember in the last, I don't know, call it the last 12 months or so, major corporations that have gone extreme left and very woke with their products and with the way they present things. Uh, we've seen them start to get meaningful pushback, not just people saying, I don't like this, but financial consequences, which is the only thing that's going to change that corporate behavior, right? Unless it hurts the bottom line. Nothing changes. In fact, I had been frustrated for a while because the right had been saying, go woke, go broke. And it hadn't really been true. I mean, you look at Colin Kaepernick, for example, somebody who became much more famous and much wealthier because of his wokeness. Right. There are other examples you can point to. We say go woke, go broke, but it hadn't really uh, hadn't really worked out that way. In fact, I don't know if it had ever really worked out that way. Who 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 went woke and no, went it, broke it's, before? It's a really it's a really good good point, and and this is where I think uh, the sports media, being so far left wing, Buck has refused to acknowledge that the NBA and the NFL really took it on the chin over going woke, right? And they really have tried to run in the opposite direction. It took a few years for it to register. It's unlike Bud Light. And he, the reason why I think Bud Light's so significant, Buck, is you get a direct amount of Bud Light sold every week. 
and people can say, holy crap, they're down 28%. We've never seen anything like this. I think it's harder to see in some brands than others, but the television ratings of the NBA have collapsed. And I think one thing is sports media is so far left wing that no one will even acknowledge it because they don't want to give credit to the idea that what we said, hey, you're alienating a huge part of the sporting public, was actually true. So I do think the NBA is a good example of one that took it on the chin. Um, and I think to a certain extent, Disney, because Disney stock, well, Buck. Yeah, well, but that's, I was going to say, I mean, Disney. Yeah. So, so going back to the timeline, yeah. I was going to say Disney is the beginning of what we are seeing now. Disney was the first one that I can think of. On the NBA and the NFL, I mean, these guys, you know, now you get into, well, who's going broke, Clay? Because it's not the players. They're demanding more money than ever, right? They don't feel like there's any, there's no hit to their pocketbook that's happened yet. because of this. Yeah, but so, I do think it's coming. So, so that, so then, see, that's the thing. If the, if the NBA takes a, a 15 or a 20% haircut in, in, because of the ratings, that doesn't register in a way that everyone feels like this is a big victory. When Bud Light is down 30% in one quarter, yes. you see the work that you have. So let's just let's again back up for a second. Disney, there's this fight with Ron DeSantis, and it was interesting also to see how this plays out among conservatives because we generally have a, especially about economics, a laissez-faire attitude about things. Oh, let the market decide. Well, that's not so clear when you have advantages being given to a company that don't go to other companies, and that and that is also taking political action. So Disney was the beginning of what we saw as 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 pushback. Um, and then, then the Bud Light phenomenon happened, which has put the, uh, the fear of the bottom line, to be sure, if not the fear yes. of the almighty, into some of these companies. And then we add to that now Target, because of the bathing suits that tuck away the man stuff, people are so, are showing up and saying, this is, this is a problem. And then that brings me to the latest, Clay, and this is going back into the sports world. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I will be honest, I have not watched a professional baseball game, I think, in almost 20 years now. So I'm not up on the latest. But I know I know of these L.A. Dodgers. I know they used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers a long time ago. They um, had they had invited for pride uh, celebration stuff. They invited this group, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And this is for their annual LGBTQ+. I don't know why they're leaving out the IA. I think that's really not inclusive enough. So I'm going to write to the New York Times here because the IA, the plus isn't enough. You need the IA and then the plus. But they were they invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and then they disinvited them. And now they've reinvited them for their June 16th celebration of Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. For anyone who doesn't know, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence have been around uh, since I think the 80s. They are cross-dressing uh, gay men who dress as nuns and engage in sexually provocative public displays. You know, think strip teases, thong dances, dressed in nuns' habits, including video that you may see circulating right now of these, you know, uh, hairy 35-year-old or whatever men dressed as nuns with high heels and thongs on doing a strip tease around somebody pretending to be the crucified Jesus Christ. And we all sit around saying, okay, first of all, why does anyone in the pride celebration community think the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are, are a group that should be supported, period? I, I want to start with actually that one uh, for everyone out there. And then what do the L.A. Dodgers think? The audience that they have, a lot of, uh, a lot of Catholics in general, a lot of Christians in general, a lot of Latino Catholics, for example, who are very Huge. fond of baseball. Probably the base of Dodger fans in L.A. is overwhelmingly Catholic, Hispanic uh, fan base. I mean, I just Huge. I have to ask you, Clay. I mean, you're you're not a Catholic. I am. If they, but if they had invited, let's say, a group that did depictions of the Prophet Muhammad and then sexualized it and mocked the whole thing, would that be okay? You know, if they did something that was meant to mock Judaism, if they had a pride group that 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 had, you know, rabbis dressed up and were then all, you know, I, I can't even describe on radio the some of the displays that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do. But it's meant to absolutely graphically sexually humiliate Catholics. That's the whole yeah. point of it. 
I was raised Southern Baptist, uh, so uh, so that is my religious background. You are Catholic in particular. But what I would say, Buck, is what you just said. If the Dodgers, as part of a uh, an outreach, decided that they were going to allow a group that mocked anyone affiliated with the Jewish faith, anyone affiliated with uh, with the Muslim faith, they would be immediately condemned and disallowed. And honestly, if you mocked Muhammad, you might have to worry about your players being murdered by terrorists and being put on a fatwa list like we just saw happen to Salman Rushdie. Or in the uh, Danish cartoons was, controversy. You, by the way, you, ab- you absolutely would yes. have to worry about that. 100%. Because they would say, you are mocking our religion. We're going to kill you. Right? And the fact that if you mock the Muslim faith, you have to worry about being murdered. You saw what happened with Charlie Hebdo uh, when they published the cartoons there and they had the attack on the, I mean, the satirical French. I mean, they had a teacher beheaded for showing a a Muslim uh, representation, I think, of Muhammad. So this, to me, is just should be a bright line rule. And if, if you're Christian, if you're you know Muslim, if you're Hindu, if you're uh, Jewish, if you're really not really affiliated with any religion, I don't understand for the Dodger perspective, and this goes for all sports teams, how is the standard not the same for all religions? I mean, to me, if you are going to allow the Catholic faith to be mocked, then you have to allow all faith groups to be mocked and honor it, right? I mean, there's a difference yeah. between it existing and the Dodgers specifically saying right. we want these this, people this to is, be representative in our building. This is specifically inviting people to go out, and I guess they they gather in the stadium. They probably have something where they go out into you know center field or the you know the dugout or whatever they call it in baseball. So, it, and if just so you all understand, this isn't like a gentle. Uh, parody or satirizing. It's not in good fun. The, this group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, I have seen the videos. I have seen the photos. I have seen what they do. It is meant to be not only offensive to Catholics, it's just depraved. I mean, someone doing a strip tease over whether you believe in Jesus or not, it's a man who's being crucified on a cross and you have a nun dressed up who's actually a man, by the way. So this stuff is depraved. It is grotesque. It is wrong. And yet the Dodgers are more afraid of the backlash they'll get from the activist community than the Catholics in particular, because the nuns obviously is what they're going after here. Uh, and also it's interesting, the, the activist hostility, the LGBTQIA plus activist hostility toward Catholics is nothing new, something you're not really supposed to talk about. You're just supposed to take it as a Catholic. Um, but when you see what's going on here, Clay, this is another moment where it's a gut check moment. You know, you ask yourself, okay, you're a Roman Catholic. You go to church, let's say, every Sunday or once a year. I don't even care, but you're somebody who believes. You believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. You believe in the Bible. You believe in the Holy Trinity. You're going to watch a Dodgers game after this? You're going to show up? You're going to buy tickets to go to Dodgers Stadium? You're going to support them? You're going to pay $15 for crappy beer and a hot dog? I'm sorry, $30 for crappy beer and a hot dog. That's how you want to spend your time, your dollars? You want to support an organization like this? If you do not bring the Dodgers to your knees, you are not serious about standing up for your faith in the public sphere as a Dodgers fan at this point. That's just reality. Now, people can, they can just, oh, I just love to go with my buddies from work and whatever. You want Bud Light to feel the pain. You want Target to feel the pain. You want entities to stop doing things that corrupt, corrode, and undermine our culture our freedom, our dignity as a society, or not. I, so I think it's a gut check moment for a lot. Look, I mean, I can't pretend if I boycott baseball, nothing happens because I think that it's the most boring sport on television next to golf, and I could care less. But I know there are people listening. we got a lot of people listening, KEIB Los Angeles, people in the Los Angeles area, people who just like to watch baseball at home. I think you just have to ask yourself, if you're a Catholic, why, why would you continue to support this? You know, and, and I think that people say, oh, but are we calling for boycotts? Yeah, damn right we're calling for boycotts. Look at what they're doing. I mean, did you see the other day, Clay? They, they went viral with some story. Oh, they're banning books again in Florida. Yeah. They were restocking books. Yeah, I know. 
They were the, the opposite of banning. They were buying more books. It's just you know. I, I think at some point when we come back. Let let let's talk about this more. And I want to open up phone lines eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. What I would say is this: at some point, I, I think the key here is that there are so many people who are on the right and in the middle, and frankly on the left, just a little bit to the left, right, who disagree with a lot of this, but they don't want to create a stir, and so. For so long, the far left wing in this country has created all the stirs, and so they have they have won in many of the cultural battles out there, and there have been no consequences for going too far left wing. Zero. We have to stop turning the other cheek. At some point when you get punched in the mouth, you have to throw a punch back, and I think that's what Bud Light has shown and I want to talk about how this interplay exists with cancel culture because I see a lot of people saying, oh, this is cancel culture. It's not. And I'll explain what the difference is. I think there's a misapprehension in many respects about what exactly cancel culture is. But, hey, how many of you out there wish the Biden White House had some testosterone? How many of you wish the L.A. Dodgers had some testosterone? What if they were willing to stand up to all of this left-wing shenanigans going on on a regular basis? Testosterone's down 50% in our country. Do you think it's a coincidence that bad and awful rulers have followed with a decline in testosterone? I don't think it is. Weak men make poor, poor decisions. Do you want to be a weak man? Probably not. One of the things that makes men men is testosterone. And if you feel like you don't have the same vim, vigor, vitality you have in the past, why not check out Chalk? They've got a male vitality stack. It's got a bunch of different supplements that optimize men's energy levels. It's all natural, but the leading ingredient will replenish deficient amounts of testosterone by just 20% in the first three months that you use it. The impact you'll feel is impressive. Energy, focus, all-day stamina. Go online at chalk.com to sign up for a daily subscription right now. The website, choq.com, you can save 35% on any chalk subscription for life when you use my name in the sign-up process. Let me repeat that. 35% off for life at chalk.com, choq.com. One more time, choq.com. Put some testosterone back in your life and get 35% off as long as you're a subscriber with my name, Clay, choq.com. Keeping it real, keeping it honest. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough 
to save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. All right, so we mentioned this yesterday on the show and wanted to spend a little more time with you on it right now. Uh, as we're talking about the primary season really ramping up, and it's it's going to be an interesting one, folks. I mean, now we're getting uh, Ron DeSantis officially in as of, well, 6 p.m. Eastern time today, uh, but also... You can see that there's some others who have thrown in already. Uh, Senator Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think there's pretty interesting reporting on a possibility of a Youngkin presidential, uh, presidential bid. I think it's possible. Some are even saying likely right now. So you might have a pretty interesting primary. I think a, 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 I think a primary that hones the different campaigns and the messages is a good thing. So we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot to work through all together here on this program, which is great. But in the background of all of this, there's something else going on, something that the Democrats are hoping to use to subvert the very process of this election. It's already underway, and there are some updates. As you know, there's a special counsel looking at Donald Trump. Now, there are different things that they are saying about this. There are different, uh, you know, components of it. There's the Mar-a-Lago documents aspect, and then there's the January 6th insurrection uh, aspect. But it's really just a get Trump operation, right? Top to the whole thing is a get Trump operation. Once again, they have not stopped. There's also, and we're not even going to spend much time on this one, Clay, right now, but there's the Georgia election interference uh situation right um and that may also be criminal charges for trump here's the the, the update from yesterday clay I, I want i want you to react to um what former attorney general bill barr said because i think he's right i want to know if you think he's right and but we'll get to that in a second special counsel jack smith is wrapping up the investigation according here to axios and a, a bunch of sites i mean i'm sure they were you know Whoever's talking is talking to all the lib get Trump websites out there. Um, wrapping up the classified documents issue at Mar-a-Lago. Now, this doesn't get into specifically uh, the January 6th component, but there's a belief that based on what has already gone on here and the evidence that has been collected, the obstruction component of the Mar-a-Lago documents special counsel investigation could be real legal jeopardy for Trump. Uh, Bill Barr, who I know, you know, some of you have mixed opinions on Bill Barr. He's a very smart guy and a very smart lawyer. You can get mad at me for saying it, but you'll never find a lawyer who's a serious person in the law who will tell you otherwise. He knows the law really, really well. He said, and he slammed Bragg's indictment as a total, you know, the, that's a circus. That's ridiculous. That whole thing is, is a joke. But he says Trump is very legally exposed on the, on the, um, obstruction issue here. And he says, quote, yes, I do think he will go to, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He didn't say that. He said he's very exposed. Ty Cobb, who was the Trump, former Trump White House lawyer said, quote, yes, I do think he will go to jail on it. So you've got Barr saying he's exposed. Cobb saying he thinks he'll actually go to jail. What do you think? Oh, man. I, I, th I think charges are going to be brought. Um, and I think 
charges are going to be brought. We already know New York City. And they announced, by the way, that that trial will take place in late March of election season, right? Like right in the middle of the primary. Don't mistake what's going on there. Fannie Willis down in Georgia, Buck, they've basically cleared the docket for the first three weeks of August. So the expectation is Georgia, if you were, she already said they're going to do something in the summer. The expectation is, if you're looking at your calendar, that a Trump indictment in Georgia could happen in August. I feel like all these prosecutors are talking. Maybe they're not. I would be stunned if they aren't. Um, I feel like there will be an indictment for Trump on federal issues at some point in June or July. That would be my prediction that we will get an indictment from the United States government, the Jack Smith investigation of Trump. Um, If that occurs, then the question becomes, are you confident that a jury would not convict Donald Trump in uh, in District of Columbia courts? I, I think he would get convicted, right? Now, the question that's interesting to me, Buck, is the timing on this. Because you could have a situation where Trump is running and there is a choice made about whether or not to pardon him of federal charges. Trump could theoretically, I think, Buck, get elected in November of 24 before they were able to try him on these federal charges and pardon himself as president of the United States. That's an interesting perspective. I think what also would happen, and this is something that I would be curious to see how it would play out, and I have not heard anybody else analyze this, and certainly if there are really smart attorneys out there listening and you want to weigh in on this idea, I would love to hear what you think. 800-282-2882. Buck, here's what I would advise. If I were advising DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or any of those people, I would advise them to say, hey, if I'm elected president in 2024, I will pardon Donald Trump on all federal charges. And that would effectively wipe it out. Now, What I'm getting at here, Buck, is the only way that Trump might ever stand charge on any of these Department of Justice brought charges would be if Biden wins. So a big part of the November election, even if Trump were not the nominee, could end up being, do you think Trump should stand trial there? Now, to be fair, you cannot pardon on state-related criminal charges, right? So... Georgia uh, is a problem City. regardless, right? New York yeah. City and Georgia could still be issues. And we talked about this. We got a great call. This is where I talk about the brilliance of some of our callers. Remember they called in Buck and said Georgia is one of like three states in the nation where the governor of Georgia does not have the ability to pardon for state-related offenses. So Brian Kemp, even though there's a Republican governor of Georgia, would not have the ability to pardon Trump even if he wanted to in Atlanta on this uh, case if he were convicted. So I can see an opportunity. DeSantis is announcing tonight. I can see an opportunity for DeSantis to cut a lot of the power of the Trump indictment by saying, if I'm elected president, I will pardon Donald Trump and I will keep him from serving time under what I think are bogus Department of Justice investigations that are entirely based on political-related issues. Somebody out there can call. What do you think about that angle? Because the argument has been if Trump gets indicted, it strengthens him in the primary process because people rally around him. And I think that certainly happened with March. But if other Republican candidates out there running for president come out and say, if I'm elected president, I will pardon Trump, I don't see any way, Buck, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see any way that they could get this trial scheduled and have a result before November of 2024. Maybe they could try to rush it through. This is an Andy McCarthy question. He may be smarter on the timing of this. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the timing, but we know Trump's going to be standing trial in March in a in a uh, you know New York State court. He may have a date also in uh, in Georgia State Court. I don't know if they could rush a case, given all the appeals that would go on and everything else, that would get Trump in front of a jury 
before the 2024 election would take place. And if if you're an expert on the D.C. Circuit and you know about timing on criminal charges, I would be interested to hear. But remember, on the Jan 6 defendants, Buck, a lot of them are just now standing trial for so, Jan 6-related offenses. I, I try to line this up, though, as just a, a series of, of binaries to get closer to what is likely here, right? Somewhat, you can do, like, decision tree analysis, but do we think that Trump is going to face charges in Georgia? Yes, yes. we agree. Yes. Do we think that Trump is going to face some form of criminal charges from this special counsel, meaning the DOJ, Merrick Garland's going to say, you know, he's a former president, but law's the law. I think we agree. Yes, right? Yes. Do we think that either of those jury pools is overwhelmingly likely to convict? I think yes. Yes. Then you get to, well, these are serious criminal charges now. This isn't some civil thing in New York that he can wave his hand at or some uh, fine for the Trump organization, uh, especially the stuff in Georgia, um, as as I see it right now. Because I, I think maybe, um, maybe it's possible that you wouldn't get a prison sentence for the obstruction. You know, obstruction is a very... Tough to lock up a former president, like a conspira- even for Democrats. It's a conspiracy charge, basically. Like my old crim law professor used yeah. to say, we got him for nothing else. Let's get him on Let's conspiracy get him on obstructions like that, too. But the Georgia thing, because um, they might go for uh, some kind of a racketeering RICO uh, influence elections. I mean, they're getting real creative with what you're seeing in the press. I just don't understand how you can, if the charges are brought and he's found guilty, there's going to have to be punishment, and he'll be a convicted felon at that point, right? So what's the game plan for the Democrats? I, I think it has to be they're trying to lock him up is what I'm getting. I think they're actually trying to – when I say lock him up, they're not going to lock him up for you know 15 years. But if they can even get a 30-day prison sentence for Donald Trump, think about that, which they would say is so lenient. Yeah, look, Buck, here's my big thing on it. I think if a Trump's best strategy – is to play this out so it doesn't ever go before any jury until I mean I, the New York City but, but case. But he can't it get like out it. of Georgia. It doesn't matter even if he's president. Well, I, do, I don't. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I think the 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 New York case is going to take months. Let's talk about it when we come back. I, okay, I, I'm yeah. just working through the timing of it, uh, leaving aside the legality of it right now. And again, if there's somebody out there who's brilliant on DC Circuit scheduling that's listening to us right now, or Atlanta, Georgia scheduling. Um, I would love to hear from you about why I might be wrong. Do you think they could get these trials all completed by the time people go to polls in early November of 24? I just don't think it's possible. Um, in the market for a new Samsung cell phone, Pure Talk's got a great deal going, no strings attached. Get a free 5G gam- Samsung Galaxy phone when you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month. Think about that value for a second. Great new phone, unlimited data, talk, and text for just 55 bucks. That's right. Unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today, the wireless company we're proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind us. Here's how you do it. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. You'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Switch to Pure Talk today. Pure Talk. Wireless for Americans by Americans. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Okay, so the the question that I'm asking is one that I have not seen raised anywhere. So I always like to think strategically, and I try to tell my kids to do this too, pretend that you are the person who are, is in charge of making a really important decision. I'm not in charge of making a really important decision as it pertains to any of Trump's criminal, civil, legal-related issues, right? 
But as a lawyer, one way you learn is you look at different circumstances, try to analyze them, work on your judgment. So if Donald Trump was like Clay Travis, you graduated from law school, you know a little bit about media, you and Buck have got the biggest radio show in the country right now, how should I handle all these legal proceedings that are going on right now? My answer beyond a shadow of a doubt, Buck, is delay, delay, delay. You want your lawyers to file as many motions as possible. Presume that you are going to get charged. And we can talk about what the political ramifications of those charges are. But if I'm Donald Trump, I do not want to take uh, my seat in front of a D.C. jury or an Atlanta jury until after the 2024 election, right? That's the number one goal to me. I honestly believe that you could find a D.C. jury that would find uh, Donald Trump guilty of of anything. I mean, I I think that, and I don't think it'd be hard to find them. I think that you could find a D.C. jury that would say that Trump assassinated JFK. Like, they just don't care. They just want to get him. It's 93% Democrat, and these people are brave. Remember, they live... They're like the bees that are right in the center of the hive, right? I mean, yeah. they're right up against it all the time. Even if they don't work in politics, DC as a city, there's this, this constant osmosis of the narrative that you're subjected to by living there. Uh, which is one, one of the good reasons why you shouldn't stay in DC for too long. Um, but I, I think that that's, that's going to be a huge challenge, uh, because you can't get it. You can't get a fair jury and there's really no such thing as a fair jury for Trump at this point on these issues. And remember, this is not. Did Donald Trump get drunk one night and run over two people in the crosswalk? Like, that's not political. That's a you did or you didn't. Yep. That's All right. of the things they're going after Trump on. Isn't it amazing when you think about it? All of it is it's either a, some campaign finance thing or some election thing or some conspiracy in the Capitol. It's all politics, really. Yeah. The, the, the sole exception you could come up with, and this is why would be the uh the classified documents handling but even that that's a government function that only you know you only do as the president that's very specific to your presidential role so it all ties into politics in some way and they're coming at them from every angle yeah and an easy way to think about that is if there was a republican president in office would they have raided mar-a-lago with the fbi the answer is of course no right like there's a zero percent chance that raid happens if there is a Republican in office. So my advice to Trump is delay, delay, delay. Because, Buck, they will. You're right. They want to convict him, and they want to try to put him in prison. But there's no way that can happen, I don't think, based on the schedule right now, between now and November of 2024. So Trump could theoretically either pardon himself or DeSantis or Nikki Haley or... Vivek Ramaswamy or you know, Tim Scott, whoever the nominee were, if it were not Trump, could also pledge. And I would do that right now. If I were running for office, in fact, I would do it tonight if I were DeSantis. DeSantis is talking to Elon Musk uh, in, uh, in, in, in that conversation on Spaces. And then I think he's going on Fox News tonight. By the way, he's going to be on with us tomorrow. So you'll be able to hear DeSantis on this program tomorrow after he's already announced. I love how you and drop I'll, that I'll in. Ask him you this know. question. Clay's like, yeah, Ron DeSantis coming tomorrow. NBD, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. We're going to have a really interesting... I mean, now it's Ron DeSantis' candidate will be joining us. And I just want everyone to know this. Trump phone is open. We have reached out to the Trump team. We, we're going to... You know, they're equal time for Trump. He needs to call in. He needs to tell us what he sees going on with this primary, what he sees with this legal fight. You know, let's go. Let's let's roll. We've got a lot to talk to both of them about. No doubt. And we will break all this down and more, but that's the, I'd go ahead and make that pledge if I was DeSantis. We'll talk about it next. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com buck. Welcome back in hour number two. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Um, I want to dive into a couple of different stories here in a moment. Disney, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Buck. Disney is getting absolutely savaged um, when it comes to its overall brand value. Disney, and I can't believe this is true, according to an Axios subset of the hundred of the biggest companies out there, is now the fifth most polarizing brand in America. How did they get there? Uh, let's we'll talk about that in a minute. But I wanted to to share with you again what we were talking about at the end of the the first hour and discussing the the Trump legal peril. Buck, do you agree with me that every Republican running for president should pledge to uh, pardon Donald Trump of all federal charges in the event that they are elected president in twenty twenty four? Absolutely. I I don't even I can't even think of from a conservative or Republican point of view, a particularly strong counterpoint to it. I I can't see a reason why you would. Now, I think it's right on political grounds. I think it's right on ethical grounds. So what else is there? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were someone running who hates Trump and believes that he should go to prison like Liz Cheney might but I was going to say, then you're, a, then you're not a Republican, you're a phony, Correct. right? So any, for any real, yeah. Like, the Lincoln Project would be opposed to this, right? And as a general <laughs> uh, the rule, Lincoln Project. if the Lincoln Project is opposed to something and you have a spine and you have a, uh, you know, functional brain, you should be opposed to whatever they're opposed to. And it is funny, by the way, how quickly they've pivoted from Trump as a unique threat to the Republic to, oh, if Ron DeSantis gets elected, it's important to recognize that he's maybe even a bigger threat threat uh but i i think I, and correct me if i'm wrong buck but no republic i have not seen any republican candidate running who has made that pledge publicly yet have you no and i mean you know look ron is not yet a candidate so correct. we'll see what he says i do remember when uh there was the possibility there was the discussion of extradition and everyone recalls there was a little, a little bit of heat on DeSantis yeah. when the charges were announced. People saying, hold on, why did he miss this opportunity? He did say 
that he would not in any way have the state of Florida cooperate in that extradition. Now, at the end of the day, legally, that's, you know, that's a losing battle, uh, because of existing law, but he was basically saying, we're, we're going to do everything we can to, you know, gum up the works and, and not help out with this, which, which I think was the right move under those circumstances too. So I, I would not be surprised at all if he came forward and said, I wouldn't, I mean, you know, on the right these days, understanding who the real opposition is and trying to unite our team on what really matters. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be sniping about stuff. But I, I think people will see that in a very positive light. Um, and, and I think from what I see, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just missing this, right? This is all perception driven. Whenever there's anything out of the Trump camp or even some of the Trump, uh, some of the Trump spokespersons, that's like, look, Ron's a great governor, but we just know it has to be, it has to be Trump this go around. The people that I know who are, you know, still deciding, they're like, you know, I, that that starts to. But whenever they say, you know, Ron DeSantis is a George funded, uh, uh, sorry, George, George, George Soros funded, uh, you know, gl- globalist deep state operative who's working with the Bilderbergs. I'm like, that's actually going to help Ron DeSantis more than it hurts him. Yeah, I think Trump's strongest argument on DeSantis is, hey, I'm going to be president for four more years. He's doing a good job in Florida, but he's not ready for this job yet. So you need me for four years, and then in 2028, I might even endorse Ron DeSantis because I might think he's the best option for the country, but he's not ready yet. Yeah, no no one wants to feel like someone's turned into a suicide bomber during the primary. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to take the whole system down with them. As opposed to the Hillary. Did you see Hillary's uh, tweet? Like when Trump is basically making the same argument as the NAACP and Hillary, I think that's a really weak argument for Trump, right? Because Hillary is not renowned for her extreme genius in in this respect. But Hillary tweeted, I'm, uh, I, I wanted to make sure we hit this too, uh, because I saw it and I think it ties in with what's happened to Disney. Um, Hillary tweeted, and I, I mean, just come on, Hillary. And then she turned off replies, Buck. So nobody could actually reply to it. And I would just say this. If you have an opinion and you turn off everybody being able to reply to your opinion on Twitter, then that is not a, uh, a very strong sign that your argument is a good one. If you're worried about what people will say in response to it, um, But this is, uh, I'm going to scroll down. I want to make sure I get her tweet right. Ron DeSantis, Hillary Clinton. Ron DeSantis' ultra-MAGA Florida isn't safe for people of color, LGBTQ people, or even multi-billion dollar corporations. And she puts it in there. This is a very Clinton move to put in multi-billion dollar corporations. But when your argument is Florida sucks and it's an awful place, and that's why Ron DeSantis doesn't deserve to be president of the United States. You're basically parroting lies that are the same thing as what the NAACP and Hillary Clinton are saying, right? And I think that's a really inefficient way to attack Ron DeSantis. Yeah, we all have to be on the same page about what's good on as a conservative or on the right. You know, low taxes, uh, low crime relative to what's happened in the rest of the country, an influx of people and this true, but it's true of Tennessee. It's true of Texas. You know, we, we give you, it's funny because, you know, now we're a Floridian and a Tennessean. So we give not as much credit to Texas as it, as it deserves on this, but Texas was really the original low tax pro freedom state that started to get a lot of people. And that's been going on. I mean, look, I remember when I went uh, to work for Glenn Beck at the blaze, I came out of the CIA, I go to, I go work for Glenn and he was New York based and he moved to Dallas. Yeah. And at the time it was people were like, whoa, how you're in media. How do you do that? Glenn sees many steps ahead. And, yeah. and he saw, I think, what was coming with this sorting of the country into basically free and authoritarian, which is really what blue and red, I think, has become. And this is a dynamic that I'm going to be really interested to see how it plays out in the primary overall, because you've got. Look, you've got a lot of you've got a bunch of high wattage candidates like I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to win the election. Could be wrong, but he's an interesting guy who, you know, throws some good points into the mix. And I think that, uh, and understands the, um, economic and financial side of things. I don't know what Nikki Haley's really going to bring to things other than apparently take cheap shots at Ron DeSantis on behalf of Trump, but she's there. So there's that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all these different candidates look at what is happening in the country 
and explain what that vision of the future is. Is it create the same, you know, use the federal government to create as much room for more, you know, Tennessee, Florida, Texas policies in, in other states? Or is it just try to wall off those places and protect them from federal overreach? I mean, I, I want to hear what the vision is, you know, what the national level vision is, because we really haven't heard that articulated from anyone yet. I mean, Trump, you could say it's more of Trump. Um, but things have changed since Trump. This is a part of it that we haven't really had much of as part of the discussion, right? The pandemic and the authoritarianism and, and, you know, our perception of American politics since 2019, uh, you know, and, and into 2020, uh, Trump's last year in office has shifted and the party has shifted too. So there's a lot that's going to be worked out, I think, as part of the primary. This ties in, by the way, why I think DeSantis's battle with Disney has resonated very well with the base of the Republican Party. Now, I think it's made the corporatist very nervous. If you're a big business guy, you're not happy with DeSantis feuding with Disney. And I thought one of the funniest criticisms of that was Ron DeSantis took $50,000 from Disney and now he's, you know, taking shots at him. Isn't that what you want? Don't, don't you want someone to do what's right? irrespective of who their donors yeah. are like that actually seems like a really strong point and to just so uh i i remember speaking to a guy in the world of finance and i always thought this was just really not someone i knew well but uh like a hedge fund guy and he, he we're talking about this is when i was living in new york city he said you know what i you know what i do i i give to i give to every district attorney campaign I don't give to why I give to I give to every there's a candidate who has any shot of winning. I give to Republicans. I did. To, I give to yeah. Democrats. I'd give to, you know, the chief commissar if they're running for district attorney, because I just want to know. I want them to know that is how corporations operate oh, yeah. for the most part. A lot of them do. They just give money to the whomever they think is going to be in a position to be advantageous to their interests when it matters. And that means giving to both sides, right? Yeah. Look at even, I, mean, I thought this was interesting about, remember Sam Bankman Freed? Does it, does anyone, can we just take a moment? How many of you even remember? Remember the little guy with the curly hair yeah. made like tens of billions of dollars just disappear. And he was like, Hey, I'm like living in like the top of a mansion and I have sex parties and like this little weird guy who was, you know, running this crypto exchange that the Miami Heat Arena was named for. FTX, right? And, uh, but, but remember he was giving money or, or the, those guys were giving money to both sides and people were like, oh, well, it's not political. No, it's very political. The whole point. So with Ron DeSantis, okay, Disney wanted to give him money. Great. They're supporting a candidate that they hope is a good leader. That's what the money's supposed to be for. It's not supposed to be, we're buying you off. We're just not saying it. That's for the Biden family. That's a specific thing. So here's the deal, Buck. This Axios poll. Disney carried a reputation score in 2014 of 83 out of 100. Most people liked Disney. 2014, not that long ago. Didn't you? I grew up loving Disney. Like Disney products to me was the most like it was it was American. It was Americana meets childhood fantasy and dream. It was great, right? I, I mean, that's what we did on our family vacations. We would go say stay at Fort Wilderness Campground. At the Disney World Resort down in Florida, obsessed, like, a huge Disney family. By the way, when it had a reputation score of 83, Buck, not polarizing at all. Democrats and Republicans, this is just 2014, had roughly the same opinion of Disney World. Okay, Disney. This is where it gets interesting. It has collapsed. The overall brand value of Disney has gone from 83 to 70.9 in the current number, right? And when you go dive into it, it's accelerated its collapse because it's become very political. Um, Disney's reputation went up a few points for Democrats by coming out and saying, oh, we're opposed to don't say gay. We, we dislike uh, DeSantis. But it plunged more among Republicans. So from a pure business perspective, leave aside the politics. If your brand is gaining small amounts with Democrats and losing massively with Republicans, and we live in a 50-50 society, why in the world would you do that? And along the way, Disney's polarization has now skyrocketed. 
It's the fifth most polarizing brand they tested in all of America, Buck. And you know what? You know why? This is about people's kids, right? You know, this is about people's children. And the implicit promise of Walt Disney that I grew up with, that you grew up with, and that a lot of people listening, not only did they, they expected that their kids or their grandkids would have the ex- the same explicit or implicit promise from Disney. And it was as follows. We are going to expose your children to beautiful stories of the good guys triumphing over evil, and it's going to be creative, and it's going to it's going to expose them to to beautiful music and to creativity, and it's yep. going to be wondrous. and And instead, we got the head of Disney talking about how we need more trans, non-binary, and sexually fluid and pansexual characters, and they've started to actually put that stuff not started to for recent in recent years put that stuff in their content. And so the moment that the, you know, the corporate entity that you thought was was, you know, safe for your kids, I can't even think of a brand that that feels like more of a betrayal than what, you know, a really major but people say Bud Light, okay, fine, but that's about adults, right? No one yeah. thinks that Bud Light, Bud Light wasn't trying to appeal to 4-year-olds and 6-year-olds. And what we see here with Disney is something else. And and I think it, it shows that parents are waking up. And the math here, Buck, this is what I think is so key. I'm a capitalist. If the math added up, and by going woke, Disney was increasing its brand value, and they were increasing the amount of money they could make, then I would say, hey, you know what? This may I may disagree with it, but there's a logically sound business purpose to it. All of the numbers reflect that that isn't true. What you gain by going woke, you are more than losing on the other side of the equation. It's basic math, and it's bad business. And that, to me, is the argument that Republicans can make to go beyond why woke is wrong, right? We disagree with it from a cultural perspective, but it's also really bad business. And that, to me, is what you're seeing in these numbers that are coming out. I, I totally agree. Let, let's open the lines up. I, I, I got a few things here. If you want to talk about either, if you feel like Disney has betrayed your kids, um, we want to hear from you. But also, if you got, we got a lot of people waiting, so we'll, we'll try to get to some of your thoughts on where we stand here with the uh, political situation um, as it plays out and, and Donald Trump possibly facing charges. So you all know that we are honored to be partners here with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation that does such amazing work for our our heroes for fallen uh the families of fallen uh, service members first responders provide so much help and assistance for them well you know my wife carrie is doing the tunnel to towers climb in new york city the first week of june because she loves this organization too so this is an organization just so we're clear they do things like through the veteran homelessness program tunnel to towers provides housing and services to homeless veterans they were able to help 500 veterans last year this year, they're hoping to help more than 1,500 veterans because people who put their lives in the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. So if you would, you, you can go to T2T.org. As you know, that's T, the number two, T.org. And if you want to help carry this all, 100% of this goes directly to Tunnel to Towers, the same thing. She's at runsignup.com slash sexton. That's runsignup.com slash sexton. She's part of a team that is going to be doing the Tunnel to Towers climb in New York City the first week of June. So one more time, that's runsignup.com slash Sexton. Donate to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I donate every month. Clay donates every month. It's such a worthy organization. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. 
Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.